It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about fine. It's finally about people, and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept.、Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts. Nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello and welcome to Generation Skywalker. I'm Dan Burgess, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking hot toys with someone who's at the coalface of the hot toys collecting community in the UK. Not only does he collect hot toys, but he has an independent business online that sells hot toys called The Good, The Bad, and The Robots. He's also an admin over at the UK Hot Toys and Sideshow Collectors page, and he does unboxings with a certain celebrities but we'll we'll get on to all of that so without further ado i'd like to introduce you all to lee ward lee thanks for coming on today hi dan yeah thanks for having me how are you you're right i'm very good so um we're going to we're going to be talking about lots of different things today but to to, to kick, kick things off when were you first introduced to it as a child Well, I'm, I'm not sure how old you are, Dan. I'm, I'm in my late forties, and、uh, obviously around when when the original、uh, trilogy was released, I totally missed the first one.、Uh, I believe that was '77, so I was only、yeah. two. And then the Empire Strikes Back came along, and a weird story, you know. I was supposed to be going to the cinema with my mum, aged I believe six years old.、Uh, we went to the cinema to go and watch Superman. And、uh, <laughs> the cinema locally to us was closed、uh, when we arrived, so we went to a different one down the road、uh, in in Weybridge, and、uh, they were showing、um, the Empire Strikes Back, and we just went, well, well, we'll, we'll see what this is like, you know? Yeah. And that was my first experience, and、uh, you know, I, I don't want to split opinions, but for me, it's it's still the best one. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 very envious of you. I never got to see any any of them in the cinema. I was I was 79, so I I missed the whole cinema thing. Yeah, but yeah, that must have been brilliant. Oh, absolutely! I was quite a fidgety kid, and and I'll never forget my mum saying to me, "You, you, you." She said I had to keep nudging you because you just did not move. I just wanted、yeah. to check you were all right、uh, for the full two hours and. <laughs> Twenty minutes, whatever it is, you know. So, yeah, yeah, and that that was the game changer for me because before that it was always、um, the Spider Man series and the Hulk, you know, the old fashioned Hulk.、Yeah. Uh, but Star Wars took over my life. Yeah. yeah. So when was that? When was that? When did you see that in the cinema? Would that been nineteen eighty then when, on the initial release, or would that have been later? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, it was eighty stroke eighty one. So right, okay. I, I think I was six, maybe five. So yeah, between those two, yeah, eighty to eighty one. Yeah, yeah. So was it all Kenner action figures after that? Then was it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was like, can we go straight to the toy shop?、Um, we didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid, but everything everything was relevant, wasn't it? One ninety nine、yeah. back then for a vintage figure, or new as they were back then, was.、Mm. You know the price of a standard toy, so I saved hard, and、um, and then you know obviously my friends were into it, and we used to trade and borrow and swap. 
Yeah, it, it, it seemed as a kid that although there was only a hundred odd figures out there available, you were mm. never ever going to have them all. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait till you get to your 40s for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I am in the late 40s and I still haven't got them all. <laughs> oh, okay. Did that continue on through Return of the Jedi and in terms of your yeah. love for Lucky. Star Wars? Luckily, I had a friend who was who was a major, you know, even at that age, was majorly into it a lot more than than me um, at, at the time because I was so new to it. And he was trying to explain to me that there was a movie before, and right. it wasn't a standalone story. And yeah, I did it all the wrong way around. I, I watched Strikes Back, then Jedi, then A New Hope, but 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 because of the amount of time, because you know, when I was a kid, it was on every Christmas and every bank holiday. You you soon pieced it together, even though it was the wrong way round, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was it. And uh, and of course, that was the only three we had for a very, very long time, you know. So yeah. So what did you? How did you pass the time then between movies? Did you carry on collecting Star Wars, or did you move away from it for a for a time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. <laughs> I'm still a compulsive collector now, and uh, as a kid, when you had no money, it was really hard um, yeah. to, 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 to even save £2, you know, to get a figure, or whatever they were, one ninety nine. And uh, <laughs> what, I, what I used to do was, um, where I used to live on the outskirts, I was brought up on the outskirts of London, and we were one of the first places in the UK to introduce the, you know, you know, supermarket trolleys where you you got to put a quid in to release oh, yeah. them yeah yeah, yeah. Well, back then it was a 10 pence piece and uh i used to spend my mornings on a saturday trawling the huge car park finding abandoned trolleys and and, <laughs> and saving the 10 p's <laughs> that's very that's very industrious that is it's a very entrepreneurial isn't it hey? yeah, yeah very yeah. good um and it used to get me about a figure a fortnight yeah. <laughs> <And> brilliant <laughs> very good oh but but the trouble is you know dan you, you you played with them as a kid didn't you and um you know i look back now in horror when i used to launch luke skywalker and his x-wing fighter out of my bedroom window and things you know so yeah that, and and then that was it um and then my, my grandparents uh they, they started buying me the, the kind of smaller vehicles like the X-Wing fighter, which was back then my my ultimate favourite ship. No longer now. It's been replaced with the snow speeder. I'm a sucker for a snow speeder. And yeah, it, it, you know, it, it was just the most exciting time. It really was. And, yeah. and I don't think kids today grasp it like we did back then not there quite. isn't an equivalent is there there's too much not star wars but just stuff in general just it was <laughs> it was it's definitely a special time absolutely yeah. yeah magical and and you know it will it'll be with me for, you know for the rest of my life um mm. just th- those those immersed you just used to immerse yourself you were there you were part of the movie crazy when you look back now they had no articulation apart from the uh, uh, the heads turned, and you had to make them walk like like a, a German Nazi. You know, it was about the only way they'd move. How good were you at keeping the weapons safe, or did they end up down the back of seats and up the Hoover? Yeah, always losing those. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know how I lost the lightsabers that were in, you know integrated <laughs> into the arm, but I, was, I managed to do that as well. You know, yeah, crazy, isn't it? But you know, the, there's a moral to that, and 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 the fact is that if we didn't play with them as kids and we kept them all pristine uh we would have so many and they wouldn't be a, a valuable commodity like they are now yeah it's the people that just but they didn't play with them with kids and stuck them up in the loft or they're the ones laughing all the way to the bank but but do you know what yeah they might they might get some good money for it dan but they won't have the memories like you no. and i will no know? absolutely so. absolutely yeah. How did that kind of evolve then in terms of your collecting? Where did you go to next with it? The common story is, oh, you know, I've, I started drinking or I discovered girls and toys went away or I wanted a BMX or a new computer, so I flogged all my toys to my mates. Did you have a similar scenarios to any of that? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. Just, yeah, just grew out of them. Um, yeah. I was an avid He-Man fan as well, so I had He-Man and Thundercat figures. Yeah, I... 
I guess it just got overtaken with life. You, you, yeah. when you had your freedom, you weren't imprisoned at home, and and you found other ways to to keep entertained. You, your mates were a bit more wild. You go out, and mm. especially when I was a kid, you could free roam all day. You know, your mm. your you, your alarm your alarm clock was 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 the dusky sky. You knew it was time to go home. You know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, it kind of took a back a back seat for for quite a few years. I'd say the gap really I probably got out of it around 12, 11, 12. I, I remember flogging loads of it at a car boot sale and not having a care in the world. I, I don't even know what the money went on, Dan. It, it, it probably went, it probably went on a ZX Spectrum game. Like, I don't know, Jet Set Willy or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So when, I mean, you know, when we get back to around to the nineties and that and Star Wars started um, coming back. So we had the, we had the novels and then there was power of the force, two figures and all of that. Were you in on any of that or did you, was you still out at that point? Yeah, not really. Nineties was my kind of definite pub clubbing days, going out to work days. But funny enough, I did, I did buy a few just in passing i saw them on offer and, and they were crazily cheap and uh yeah i did pick up a few and i didn't do anything with them um but but yeah it still wasn't in my mind it was just an impulse buy i think it was a case of oh my god they do look better than than, than the stuff i had as a kid but the the, the, the magic wasn't there it just yeah. wasn't there with them you know yeah, yeah just another action figure so yeah it it, it just cut dead uh dan um yeah I had a couple of books, and then I'm not sure when it was released. Maybe it was a bit more like the late 90s. But but one of the book companies released an encyclopedia of Star Wars figures, and and a mate of mine uh, bought me it randomly because uh, he was a Star Wars fan as well. But you know we didn't really talk about the collectibles as much then. It was more about the movies, and uh, and he bought me it for Christmas and. Yeah, just flicking. You know, I just got that nostalgic feeling again, and um, and then I started started just about then hunting for for loose vintage, you know, and that's where it went. And we're talking now, yeah, definitely very late nineties, I would say, mid to late nineties. And I guess the story uh, the story continues because we're now lapsing into how how the business started because okay. the band the robots. So, so I was trawling through what I used to call the yellow paper, which was like a, a free ads paper that we had back then. And and I saw this advert, and it and it was for a selection of Star Wars figures, um, unopened. It said something like, I think it was about ninety hundred quid or near off. It was a little way from where I lived, it was probably a hundred mile all round trip. And I was only a kid on eighty quid a week at the time. You know, mm. <laughs> there's a lot of fuel to get there and back. <laughs> So I questioned this, and it was a rather sort of older lady. She didn't really know a lot about him, and I just thought, do you know what? For for the sake of that, I'll go get him. You know, it's it's it sounds like a good deal to me. I might be able to knock her down. Blah blah blah. So fast forward, got to a lovely lady. She said, "Yeah, we we've been sorting out the attic. My 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 son is a, a naval officer. Uh, I just want this stuff gone." She said, "It's just been hanging about." He just told me to get rid of it. So I said, "Oh, let's have a look." So she <laughs> she cracked this box open, uh, and there were thirty four sealed vintage Star Wars figures. Wow. We are talking the late nineties, so I could hundred percent say they weren't counterfeit because counterfeiting wasn't really heard of on those yeah. things uh, and they were mint completely mint and um i almost kind of wobbled <laughs> a little bit uh, <laughs> uh, and i had to keep composed so i didn't want to give the game away dan you know i had to keep the a game and I, and I said to her wow i said um i said i've got a few of these already i said what a shame i've come 50 miles to see these uh, I said, would you would you split them? And she said, well, not really. I'd rather they go. So look, she said, look, you, you you're obviously interested. She said, just just give me seventy quid and, and we'll call it we'll call it a day. And I went, yeah, you're done. Yeah, seventy quid. So so that was it. I bought them. Off I went. I told my mate about it. He was telling me about this site he belonged to called eBay, which I'd never heard of in my life. And he said, look, let's let's take Greedo, for example. Let's let's put him on eBay and, and let's see what it does. Uh, of course, the, the rest is history. It, it went for, uh, I think back then, it went for about 200 and 
240 250 quid wow. um, was it on a star wars card or empire yeah uh, uh, empire i think that one right was it, was it? no it's try logo try right okay yeah 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 and 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 then that was it that yeah like i said the rest was history and 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 so it kind of gave me the the cash to to start getting involved with with the project and i started buying a bit more stuff and i started going to the toy fairs i found vintage really hard to get hold of because mm. everybody was after it and as time went on people were getting more and more savvy about the value fast forward 2004 i was on my honeymoon um the first week i was in florida and we happened to s- stroll past this comic book shop and in the window I found these um, gentle giant busts. Yeah. You know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple. Yeah, very cool. Especially back then. Oh, the mm. actors are 3D scanned and then they're produced and they're painted and they're all limited edition. Mm. Now, of course, back then, Dan, it, it, <laughs> it was $2 to the pound. So so these gentle giant busts were, were, were 19 quid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, as you know, they come in rather large boxes. So... That, that there wasn't a lot of room in my in my suitcase but i bought one i bought it back with me i, I went to another destination for coming home for the second week um it survived i was just in total awe and then i started trying to research who sold them locally realized they're 40 quid over here but, but one thing i did notice is as soon as, as soon as uh, a lot of stuff sold out that was limited the price started to creep yeah. up yeah. yeah so i spent my hard-earned cash on Gentle Giant, then I found Sideshow, premium formats, things like that. And I bought a load of stuff up and then I disappeared off off the buying scene, uh, the, the selling scene for a year and a half, two years. Right. And then uh, I came back and, and started listing them and they were, they were they were making mega money and that's kind of how it went for a while. Yeah. Uh, so all, all, from that, all from that vintage find all from that 20 vintage years find. ago. Yeah, like those yeah. vintage cards then so did you did you keep any of those or did you did you uh let them all go uh yeah i sold them all wow yeah was, you weren't tempted you weren't tempted to start a run <laughs> yeah yeah of course i was yeah yeah but 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 the, the collecting vibe still wasn't kind of in my blood it hadn't quite come back once I'd got over the nostalgic side again and my mm. memories, I just thought, look, I've got to do something sensible with this money. And but I used to enjoy doing it. I used to enjoy meeting the people because back then, mm. internet was sparse, and and you you did you, even your local toy fairs were were crowded. People mm. queuing to get into them, you know. Mm. And then with the gentle giant and the sideshow, it became a bit of an attraction because nobody really knew about it and mm. you stood out from everyone else that had the same old crap on their stools and it generated a lot of interest and back then naive i just thought you know i, I didn't think that people would look at the price tag and go bloody hell you know mm. Mm. but they didn't they were just in awe you know yeah. and and so that that's how the good and the bad robots start it it, it, it was around sideshow premium formats ran it like that for, for a couple of years started the website and then started the importing and then that's when the trouble started because um statues are fragile they chip they break they, they'll devalue with a with the, the, the smallest of chips or or you know devalue yeah. massively and and it was becoming a real headache a real headache I'd, I'd import them halfway from across the globe, mint, and by the time they went up to, I don't know, Sheffield, they were bashed up. <laughs> so where were you? Where were you? Were you getting them directly from Sideshow, or even Gentle Giant, or would you have is a wholesalers and that you buy them from? Yeah, G- Gentle Giant were very keen to give me an account, so that worked out really well. And then uh, Sideshow, Sideshow were okay, but they said they needed a, a minimum spend, and I was nowhere near that. I was in my infancy. So I had to go for a wholesaler and lose margin, and uh, I never, I never went back to sideshow in the end. Yeah. So is that is that was there a big market for all that stuff back then? I, you know, I used to, I used to, you know, I'd go into like Forbidden Planet and I'd see their their cabinets with their with all that stuff laid out, and it was pricey. Was there was there still a big market for that kind of thing back then? No. Yeah, the answer was yes, Dan. Um, but uh, I'm not talking like I wasn't shifting loads and loads of units mm. i was just shifting enough to keep a bit more money coming in making a bit more profit and and been able to get a bit more buying power um, mm. and then and then when the statues 
became a, a real thorn in my side. Hot toys had, had hit the market. They were just bubbling. Uh, I couldn't get my head around it at first. I thought, well, they're just figures. They are quite plasticky. The outfits are cool and the accessories, but no, I couldn't get it. Couldn't get it for a while. And then the better stuff came out. The Robocops first generation and the Hellboy and the Godfather and Blade. And I'm just thought, uh, we're on to a winner here. Hmm. Um, so, the, so the, they didn't do a Star Wars hot toy. I think 2009 they did, they did that Luke Besbin, right? And that was the first one they did. And first that was one. A, that was kind of a one-off, wasn't it? Oh but, my God, yeah. It, it was such a, a tease. <laughs> 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 when the day had come and they announced that, I was just like, at last, here we go. Hallelujah. And that's what we got was the one, and then it just all went off and died. And, you know, we had Sideshow. Not, not brilliant, but, but they were a good accompaniment. That's why Sideshow Darth Vader made so much money back then, because everybody wanted it to go with Luke. And, and yeah, you just put up with what you had, I guess, uh, Dan. But as we know, it changed. And mm. out come the uh, further announcements a few years later. In 2009, my business was a couple of years old. Right. And I was still really quite heavily into the statues. But I got hold of that Bespin Luke. And I know a lot of people still slate it now for, like, for the head sculpt and that. But I was just in total awe. Two bodies, two outfits, a ton of accessories. The weather vane. I mean, God, what a touch. What have a you still touch. got that now, have you? Or? Yeah. I've got yeah. the special edition with the the half-blown Vader helmet, yeah. Yeah, oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah. I've heard they're going to do another, there's been rumours of another version of that, I know they've got pictures, or they've got a picture on Sideshow, and they said coming soon, but that's been there for a year or so now, and I think it was announced at like some Comic-Con before COVID came in that they were going to redo that one, but not a lot, not a lot coming out on that one. No, um, I've never actually seen anything in black and white to say they've announced it, but I've seen plenty of pictures. Hmm. And Hot Toys are a bit crafty. They're very good at their marketing because it gets people talking. Is right. it going to be a re-release or, or are they just showing it as part of the what, what was back then the the Empire's 40th, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, have you got like with the, I think some of the layer photos, you've, you've kind of got half half of Han in the photo, Han Besbin, but again, yeah. no Han Besbin announced yet. I've got Lando and we've got a lay, couple of layers, but yeah, no, no Han. The Han, the one that everyone wants. Yeah. <laughs> Including me. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did our um we did our end of year show and we were talking about what we wanted this year and I don't know if you've listened to talk with Mark Mark Daniels on there, he's king for that hand as well. So we're I think that's gonna be a big seller that one, certainly in the in the Empire fans anyways. Yeah, it's just for me, it that that the other side of collecting was you know, your games and you're acting like them and playing with your mates. And I was always Han from from Empire Strikes Back. That's how I saw myself at, at <laughs> six, seven years old running around with my pretend pistol, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Where, where did the name, is the good, so the good, the bad and the robot then? Is that, was that your eBay handle or where, where did that name come from? Yeah, do you know what? I, I, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Originally, I, I was looking at a couple of names. I wanted something catchy. My, my mate, who thought he knew it all at the time, said, "No, it needs to be related. You, you, you need to have figures or collectibles." Or, and, and I just thought, "No, I need something quirky." I, I think I, I was looking at something like heroes, villains, and droids, but but found out that somebody had taken that in the states and were quite a big player on eBay back then. And yeah, and it just, I just thought I, I need to, you know, kind of hop on the back of a film title. Uh, I want it to reflect, you know, good and evil. And, and yeah, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly came up in my head. And I thought, oh, what about good, bad, ro- good, bad droids? No, because mm. that sounds like I'm selling droids that could be good or bad. Uh, and then it just evolved from there. When you think about it in that you know context of, of Star Wars, if nothing else, it's it's quite a good representation of Star Wars. You've got good and the bad and the droids. Yeah, yeah. Try not to let my personal uh, <laughs> my personal taste get in my branding, but it, I mean, it's <laughs> very subtle. It's very subtle. <laughs> uh, sticking with the hot toys then, and 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 your business. So you know, 
generally will i mean we had a, a glut of it back in the summer you'd, you'd wake up in the morning you know switch your phone on go onto facebook and they've announced a new hot toy mm. and you kind of oh that looks nice i wonder where i can order that from so is that the, do you find out the same time as us that that's coming out or do you get any any kind of heads up on what's coming i don't no i don't get a lot of advanced warnings i i get whispers sometimes of when things are going to be actually released a okay. little bit in advance but not not from my own supplier it, it comes through the community but yeah no uh, uh no the, the the announcements are a bang there um, and then i i have to wait four or five days before i can put it up on my site because uh to keep the prices down i i have to go out to more than one supplier to see who can do the best deal right okay and how so, do you how do you make a decision on, on on how many to buy i mean that's i mean you, you obviously know your your customer base quite well but is it bait you know you look at a figure and think actually i think that one's going to be a big seller or that one's not so good or how do you make that call yeah it was it was very strict in the early days um, obviously they the, the majority of them come in cases of six right okay so i would uh, open up the pre-order as, as you may or may not know the pre-order window is pretty sharp mm. um it's actually only around four or five weeks okay yeah. for the cutoff date and then what i would do is when i got to the cutoff date no matter whether it was one to the nearest six or five to the nearest six i would run my order up to the nearest six does that make sense yeah so, yeah absolutely yeah and uh, but that's all that's all i had the cash flow for because you know as a lot of suppliers will tell you, a lot of dealers will tell you, we have to stop up quite a lot of money up front to secure them. Mm. It's the culture. It's not just hot toys culture. It's it's the Asian way of dealing with things. So yeah. that's what we have to do. So we've got to be very careful. Now things are a little bit different. And, and it is it is very judgmental on the response, I guess. Okay. And, and also, for, obviously, for market research, I have mm. to watch the film to gauge whether I think it's good or not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's great putting through cinema tickets and popcorn on my expenses. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've talked, we do the, the show The Modern Way, and we, we, we've spoke a lot about the, the, the sequel trilogy. Certainly, you know, the last couple of years, I think, you know, just before lockdown started, you know, Rise of Skywalker was it was kind of i think it was still in the cinemas and we were looking at certainly at the hasbro and the you know output regards to that film and there wasn't a huge amount there still hasn't now really been a huge amount of, of figures that have been released i know we've seen a few hot toys and i wasn't really following it as closely then as i am now i think we got the there was a, a sif trooper sif jet trooper and and, and, it's, and several others was was that yeah. quite a muted release from Hot Toys as well when it came to those movies, certainly the later ones. The, the Force Awakens nearly crippled me from a right. business perspective right. because I went on the assumption that, that, that they were going to do a good job with those sequel movies. The Trooper had been redesigned. To me, it looked quite cool and looked quite modern. It was capturing the younger audience. Yeah. yeah. So it was growing their fan base. And they announced loads of different variants of First Order Troopers. You had sergeants with white pauldrons and commanders with burgundy ones. You had snow troopers you had standard you had heavy mm. heavy artillery the list went on down right. and i thought yeah yeah people are going to be completists on this and they're going to want a set they're going to want one of each at least you know they're not <laughs> too expensive they'll be cool they'll be fine oh what a mistake what a mistake i was stuck with them oh god two years maybe after they were released nobody wanted them wow there was no posability. The QC issues were quite rife, you know, heads falling off and guns snapping when you touch them. And oh, yeah, total nightmare. So, yeah, not, not, <laughs> never been a big fan of the sequels and never really been a big fan of the, 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 the merchandise, I'm afraid. I've looked yeah. at prices on eBay on some of those hot toys and they've, that you can get hold on quite cheap, I think, still. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? If, if if you're a hot toys collector and and you're looking for some serious shelf fillers, wow, buy them. You know, yeah. they're not terrible. They're not terrible, but 
I just think after the hype and everybody went and saw the movies, the first one, look, I didn't find the first one too bad. I have to say it was okay. Mm, I um, agree. But I think we all had an element of, of disappointment, didn't we? We just yeah. felt a bit empty afterwards. The the middle one, um, sorry, you have to forgive me. That was the, the last Jedi. Last Jedi was the middle one. Oh, did we need that film? Really? You could have run it straight into the end one and, and you wouldn't have missed anything, would you? Really? No. Such a shame. And then yeah. I heard rumours that this was probably a year or two ago now that Disney were going to delete them and redo them. Oh, yeah. I think that's wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Luke Skywalker, Luke, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill describes the Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi as Jake Skywalker. Jake <laughs> <not>. Skywalker. <laughs> Yeah, so, and but you know, the sad thing is that, that they did knock out some really good, you know, the, the, the both, well, two out of the three Luke's that they did for the sequels were were very good, actually. Yeah. And the Han was, wow, well, it's the only time Hot Toys have got Harrison Ford bang on, shame it's an older mm. version, but yeah. Oh my god, mind blowing. Uh, Chewbacca, no, complete flop, looked look like Bungle from Rainbow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really, really savage. A couple of uh, a couple of the customizers out there did did really well in 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 turning him into a, a half aggressive looking beast. Um, well, they put a comb from him and gave him a haircut, did they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just um, cutting down and reshaping the muzzle to to stop him looking like like Ted. You know? Um, yeah, I think they've really struggled. I mean, any I don't think there is a, a really good representation of Chewbacca. I still, I still go with the vintage one. I think for anything else, <laughs> they've never managed to get the hair. I mean, it's the hair, isn't it? Right? It's just difficult. I imagine it's difficult to sculpt or to have real hair is just a nightmare to keep it in the in in in, in good order. Yeah, but look, we're, we're figure collectors, Dan, not hairstylists. So, oh, absolutely. You well, know. you'd be surprised, mate. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a chap I've known, he's been a client of mine for a long, long time. Um, he did an amazing job of this back when they first came out. I'm sure it's on one of the forums somewhere. Uh, but he, he gave it a really futzy, scruffy look. And then he he stuck uh, somehow modelling snow. So so made it Hoff ESB, you know, the start of the film. Um, and it just looked absolutely bang on. It really did. And it's the closest I've seen. So yeah. they've done some good Rogue One stuff, though, right? So Rogue One was a was a success. So it must have been must have been a good one, right? In terms of tech, the, the gins, brilliant. We all yeah. we'll go on about that. I think the, the Death Troopers are just kind of stand, you know they're they're coming back in Mandalorian now and getting all kinds of re releases and things like that, aren't they? So they they must have been a popular seller. Yeah, no, they nailed it with uh, Rogue One, both movie and and, and Hot Toys, in in my opinion. Of mm. course, I'm, I'm I'm impartial, of course. <laughs> Uh, every, everything that came out on the Rogue One line from Hot Toys was was just pretty faultless, really. Mm. Pers- personally, my favourite from that line is Krennic. I thought they got yeah. that bang on. It's an amazing figure. I am more a lot. Um, I am more Imperial than the Rebels. That that's yeah. where my my interest is with Hot Toys. But yeah, but again, you know. We, we could have done with a couple more characters. I, I, I don't know why Hot Toys do this time and time again. At least try and complete a set. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, again, when we did our end of year show, I think I, I, we, we always have our, our kind of critique of the year, you know, the bit that we're disappointed about. And I didn't want to keep banging on about Hasbro. So I, I, I went, I did go with, with Hot Toys just purely because they've, I think they've they've gone down a road of you know certainly with Mandalorian it's very Mandalorian heavy at the minute. I don't think there's many figures from outside that movie that have been put up for pre-order in the last twelve months, which I think is a little bit of a shame. Do do you agree? Are you, are you getting that feeling, or is that something that you've not you've not really yeah, thought about? I think I think as they've evolved as a company, I think mm. it's kind of standard practice now that you announce and put pre-orders on things that you have a license for live for the moment because in the next two years you may not have that license again so they've got to bulk send everything out a few other companies i say a few i know of a couple of other hong kong companies licensed companies that that Mm. kind of 
were a bit more laid back and it caught them out. Um, Enter Bay was a classic example when they lost their quarter scale license and and frantically were <laughs> I think were emailing people via newsletter with links saying please buy this, it's a bargain, we really need to get rid of it, you know. And, and, and we were all buying up Robocops with the electronic head movement, the quarter scale, for, for like wow. a, couple of, a couple hundred quid. <laughs> it was great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's why Hot Toys do it. They, they you know, they do it They do it so they're covered um, because we don't know, nobody can predict the future. How long are these things going to take to release? Uh We've got season three round the corner. So, to be honest, it's a great strategy because it's all going to pick up again, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think we'll see in the next few weeks a, 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 a slew of Book of Boba Fett figures being announced? Is that is that Would that be a fair assumption, do you think? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, again, good, great strategy. They, they, they did the, the twin pack, which is now released um, in Asia, mm. of the Mandalorian appearance. But then they were able to, you know, I don't know how technical it gets with licenses, but because he appeared at the post credits on that throne, bang, right, we need to get that out because we know that that's coming, blah, 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 blah. Krennic obviously has been announced. Yeah, I guess I guess it's only a matter of time. We just got to, I'm, I'm, oh, you know, I'd, I'd love it if they redid uh, or did the Good Morning Guard. Um, so on a couple of those. Yeah, well, we've got we've got a busy year, so you know, rumor has it we're going to get Obi One or Kenobi as it's known in the next around yeah. May, and then yeah. later in the year they've got the Andor series, so we'll probably see, see some more Rogue One figures off the back of that, or oh. Rogue One related. Well, a time to be alive, eh, Dan? Oh no, imagine this! Imagine <laughs> this when we were growing up. Oh, the Mandalorian really is is it's one of those Star Wars moments that for me was as magical as the original trilogy. I absolutely loved it. I would go with that. I, I pre-ordered the um, that Luke they bought out or they announced back in the summer. I, I, I bought and paid for that straight away. I was like, take my money, I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, a, it's, a nice, it's a nice enough thing. I know people have criticised some of the face sculpts because they've tried to make it more like the Luke in the show. But for me, that's a, that's a standout <laughs> moment for me in terms of collecting. It's what it's what Keith Lemon calls the Sega face. <laughs> Sega face. <laughs> well, should, yeah. we, should we talk about that now then? So I've, I've obviously, you know, I've seen on Facebook and on, on Instagram, you've done you've done some unboxings of hot toys with with, with Keith Lemon. Tell us a bit about that and how's all that come about? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Let's start with that. I guess. Um. Um. I. When I, when I found Facebook was getting a bit flat, um, I was chatting to a, a, a friend of mine and he said, um, have you got an Instagram account? I said, oh, no. I said, I'm not a technophobe, but I'm, I'm a little bit complacent, you know. I just do the same old, same old. He said, yeah, get yourself an Instagram. I said, why? Yeah, yeah, you show off all your photos. It's all the rage and all this. And I said, oh, okay. This, we'll have a little look at it. So I opened up an Instagram account. Started posting the odd few bits. And... Um, out of the blue, I get this this message from Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> as, and you as you do. Sorry to bother you, it says. Um, recently got into the hobby. W- would you be the man to, to help me with a few questions um, if it's no trouble? I thought, that's, that's a very polite message for Paddy McGuinness. I said to my mate, I said, I've got some hoaxer trying to message me pretending he's Paddy McGuinness. I said, yeah, I remember moaning about it like an old man. How do they let him get away with it? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, and he, he said, send me a screenshot. So I sent him a screenshot. He said, that's him. I said, what? I said, how do you know that? He said, he's, you've got these verification yes. next to your name. He said, no, that you can't copy them. That, that's him. I'm like, bloody hell. Wow. <laughs> Paddy McGuinness. You know, take take me out. I think that's all I associated him with. At yeah, the time. yeah, no likey, no likey, <laughs> no likey. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you you just kind of think to yourself, does does a cool guy of showbiz like that really want to be asking me about one sick figures? But yeah, so I got chatting to him, hit it off, had a good old laugh, um, to and fro, to and fro, and then about a month later, I get a new follower, and it's Keith. 
I'm like, bloody hell. And he's got the tick. It is him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting used to it now. Uh, damn, I'm getting used to it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I just sent him a message and, and I thought he'd never reply. I said, thanks for the follow. Are, are you a collector? Well, that was it. Bang. Not, not just messages we were sending. It was like novels, you know. Right. Like, it was okay. insane. Turns out that, that, that Keith's been a, uh, a collector all his life, you know. If you ever get, I don't know if you ever saw the the, the live questions, like the questions and answers I did with him on my Yes, Instagram. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that, yeah. And that, that gives you a bit of a uh, an insight into Keith's life as a collector. Um, obviously, he's very comical and he's very funny. But also, yeah, he's a proper nerd. He really is. And, and, and it's great. And yeah, it, time, time moved on. Um, and then I got introduced to, to other guys, mainly from, from ITV, who were all collectors. So I'll throw some names out there. Gino DeCampo, I supply him. Jonathan Ross, David Williams. Lee Gill, I've even supplied, who played Gary in The Joker, you, you know, the, the... Right, okay. Yeah, uh, who's also on um, uh, Celebrity Joes, and he's been in Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, he, he buys off me. Oh, my God, yeah. Wow. There's a few there, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're really good, I think. I think it, it reminds me of Meet the Fockers. I think when you're in the, the circle of trust, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> as, as soon as you, as soon as you exploit any confidentiality, you're outside the circle, you know. Right. But okay. Not that it's anything, you know, that interesting to, to you know, there's no con- controversy behind it or anything, but no. um, yeah, they, they are just full on collectors. And I think with Keith, he's always done that. I think with Paddy, Paddy grew up in a very, you know, poverty, borderline poverty, breadline lifestyle and, mm. and and didn't have the toys and couldn't afford them. And, and now he's uh, obviously a multi-millionaire and he's making up for it. Yeah, don't blame him. <laughs> don't blame him. So, and then what happened was Keith would buy stuff. He puts in regular orders, pre-orders. And I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm just have a bit of fun. It was never really about the marketing, although that helps. Mm. Mm. But I just, I thought I'd, I'd ask him a cheeky, a cheeky question. I said, "Look, I've never seen it done on YouTube. You're obviously trying to grow your channel." I said, and "It was all about the benefits for him, you know." Mm. And I said, "How do you fancy a dual unboxing?" And he went, "I love it. That's that's ace." <laughs> That will really work. It's it's different, isn't it? And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are we going to do it? So, like, the first attempt was a real blunder. In fact, uh, we never published it. it. It was such a mess. We had technical issues going wrong. And uh, it... <laughs> and then we tried again with, with another figure, and, and then off we went. I don't do many, but it is great fun because, obviously, what you see in, in 10 minutes is is two hours of recording and, and yeah but, yeah i find it really hard to keep a straight face with him to be honest i think we did um i think it was at the beginning of the lockdown i, I think certainly i mean everyone was on facebook a lot weren't they and i started to come come upon some of i think he did um the layer besbin he did an unboxing for that and Oh, yeah. I, I, we yeah. just started doing the show around that time and Hot Toys, the guys, I, I wasn't buying Hot Toys. I think I got my first one this time last year, but the year before that, they were going, buy a Hot Toy, buy a Hot Toy. Yeah. And I saw that loud Besman. I was like, wow, that's, that's actually really nice. And yeah, yeah. definitely thought maybe, maybe, maybe I should start looking into these a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a great, she's one of my favorites, although she's yeah. a very plain simplistic thing i bought two because um I've, I've i haven't finished it yet but i'm converting one into the the escape layer so you need the bespin head sculpt and the hoff yes. body yeah 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 um, so i've got i've got the hoff one but yeah you, the boots are different aren't they so she hasn't got the boots out like she does with the layer hoff one and she hasn't got the body warmer on and yeah the hair's different like the the layer bespin that's right yeah you got it yeah so i've got my shoes all painted up by by an artist and um 
Yeah, look, it's, it's going to look quite cool, I hope, when it's all done. But, uh, again, just recreating my favourite moments. <laughs> so, so in, ter- in terms of your own collecting, it must be really tempting then when every, 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 all those hot toys passing through your hand not to just get everything. How do you how do you pick and choose what you're collecting? You've mentioned you like Imperials, but what, what is there any other, any other things you look out for? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's cut to the toy chase. How many hot toys do you own? Oh God, yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I apart from a few that I saw had QC issues over time that I mm. sold on because I didn't want to risk it, and a few duplicates. I've pretty much kept one sealed of everything since two thousand and seven. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, and that's not my, just Star Wars, right? That's it. Is that is everything? That, wow. Yeah. So that's my pension pot. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, securely locked away, all insured. Yeah. So I don't have one of everything. Not 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 every MMS and every DX. Uh, I, I you know the, yeah. the, there were things that suffered a lot of issues, so they went potentially before they developed issues. Uh, so is that yeah. with, with the issues and things like that then? So where, where what, what are the biggest what are the biggest causes of that? Is it is it clothing or mater- certain materials where you see that happening or is it rubber rubber parts? Yeah, I you know they, they seem to iron ironed a lot of it out now, Dan. Right. Um, black dye against pale paint is always going to have a problem. Right. Especially if figures spend a long time in in humid countries. Mm. Okay because it's in the air and it, and it makes it, it does literally kind of, you know, soak off the, the clothing. Yeah. But back in the early days, it was probably more to do with reactions between materials used. So a prime example was the DXO2, the sonar Batman. And his abs, which were a hard material, were mounted on his rubber suit. And it caused a reaction. And, and what happened was that it started to literally melt the, the, the rubber on his belly. It mm. was just literally falling off over time, of course. Mm. Uh, and then they had the same issue with a, with a comedian um, and his arm straps were just falling off. And yeah, they had to keep addressing it. Now with Star Wars specifically, the problems really are dies off robes because Star Wars are, are, you know, apart from troopers, they're heavily robed, aren't they? And what's your first thing you want to do? You want to put the hood up, don't you? Because it's ultra cool. Yeah. So that's great. But if you've got an Obi-Wan with grey hair and you keep that dark brown hood up, you're going to get lines. I'm sitting here looking at my Obi-Wan now with his hood up and now I'm thinking maybe <laughs> oh, I should no. take it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, you know, I was trying to make him movie accurate so it looks like he was going to battle with, with Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. Look, even on that one though specifically i mean i the, the, even some of the the cloak and I, I don't know whether it's the wear on the hmm. on the on the robe specifically not the brown robe the the beige robe underneath it seems to have some yellow lines going through it now some yellow streaks and i'm wondering if that's hmm. now you said that whether some of that is is coming off of the robes it could yeah it could well be um hmm. the thing is with ob like for ob1 for instance you don't have to not display it with the hood just something simple like um lining the inside of the hood with sellotape mm. it's just to stop that contact you'll be fine um, yeah, yeah as for the yellow streaks well you know i guess it's like i'm, I'm a as, as i said i'm a massive imperial collector i've mm. got an awful lot of troopers and and the stormtroopers frighten me because do you remember what the vintage turned out like the, 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 they went, yellow yeah yellow yellow troopers running around yeah <laughs> What yeah. I should have done was use their head and re-release newer troopers in yellow. <laughs> yeah, so, so long as you don't part, start peroxiding your hot toys, that's quite a controversial uh, practice in, in vintage collecting communities. People peroxiding figures, it doesn't go down particularly well with some of the Gets faithful. Out. Really? Peroxide? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just um, uh, chabs that did that, but there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> an awful lot of um, a New Hope Han Solo uh, seems to develop a yellow undervest or undershirt. Right, okay. It's supposed to be white. So, I don't know, white's always a seriously dodgy colour in, in terms of ageing. Yeah. But I guess if it's material, 
you can wash it, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely a different mindset in in hot toy collecting. You know, I've mentioned some of the stuff in there, vintage, but even, you know, like the with the with with, with the black series and the vintage Facebook groups I've joined, it's all very um, a lot of a lot of complaining going on. Whereas I look at the hot some of the hot toys collecting pages on it, all seems very harmonious. Everyone seems very happy with what's being released. And is that your experience? And what are the biggest gripes within the hot toys community? Do you think at the minute? Um, like you, I'm the other way around. I've never really had much experience with the the vintage side as, mm. as communities. Don't really belong to any groups because you know I kind of just don't do it anymore with yeah. the vintage. Black series, I got hooked after the snow speeder. I started going out and buying them and just thought, Lee, what are you doing? You know, it's one or the other. Cut it out. So I stopped. <laughs> Spent a bit of time on the black series, but mm. the point I'm trying to make here is. I don't know if it. I don't. I don't think it matters what community you're in. Mm. The whole Facebook thing has changed so much over the last seven, eight years. Why I don't know. I guess people are more used to it as a way of life. Whereas when I first started Hot Toys groups with with friends, um, we'd start groups up. It was all very exciting and very new. And we had a really close community and everybody, literally everybody looked out for each other. And it was a rather small community, you know, mm. because Hot Toys wasn't still that big and Facebook was new. So it was a great combo. Fast forward seven years, a typical group left five, six thousand members. And I wouldn't want to be new in, in the hobby anymore. People just seem to be quite aggressive and nasty and it's like you're not allowed to be new at anything anymore it's kind of what it's got like i don't know how you feel you know if that makes makes i I joined so i joined i think the facebook group you admin so the the uk hot toys and sideshow collectors group star wars group yeah that's it Yeah, yeah so and you know i started putting a few photos up of the stuff that i was getting and it was all very very positive i you know and I've, I've bought a couple of, of bits off of there now i think i bought my obi-wan off of there and the snow trooper i've got i've got both of those off of there no problems yeah not that i go around in the vintage collecting groups and have you know loads of issues but it's more i think you know you're always going to get someone who's who's negative or abrupt and you know trying to be thinks he's clever but i think you do get a lot more a lot more support from individuals when you're uh when you're when you go in with a question or you ask about something but you know you're on there all day right adminning so maybe i'm just not dipping i'm dipping in and out a bit since you are (laughs) (laughs) no i think i think it works well because um you know some some people will probably say oh you know you're very strict with with your rules and and your expectations but because i've seen it all over the last seven years uh, i i just try and keep things straightforward and mm. as easy to follow as possible because it it really does divide groups if you get into any kind of conflict it's not very nice you know yeah yeah is that is that a page you set up yourself then is that with your own or do you admin that with others no it was, it was set up by a guy called um david rotherham who who's a a bit of a cosplayer um right, okay obviously found a passion for hot toys um, and, and sideshow and i think he decided i i have to search for all these sort of general groups to try and find my star wars bits mm. so he went off and started up a, a little one sixth sort of dedicated page and and mm. i came across it and bless it yeah it like, i don't know 35 40 members mm. and i and, and i liked his rules because he was just straight to the point you know don't don't be showing off your your bloody iron men in here. There's plenty of other groups for that. And, all, <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, you know. And, and I got chatting to him, and um, um, yeah, he was he was really really nice guy. Not too far from me, actually. And I said, look, I said, you've got the makings of a really cool group here. Um, I have met a couple of general groups. Um, I'm going to get the people that I know who like Star Wars to to join. And yeah, he was he was really happy because it went from 30 members to about. 1500 pretty much overnight and it's just a steady pace now but but for me i think the smaller the group the better 
Um, no, absolutely. It just gives you that old sense of the community that I was talking about earlier, and I miss it. I really do miss it. Um, yeah. And that collecting community, I mean, is there meetups or anything like that that goes on? We have, we have a lot of that in, in, sorry, certainly in vintage groups where we have, you know, there's, you know, there's certain toy shows we'd all meet up at. I think we've done a show recently about Fathers From, which is down in Fordingbridge, a big vintage show that goes on two or three times a year. Is there anything like that happens with, with, with hot toy collectors? Uh, there, there is kind of my my kind of group of friends, customers. Yeah, we we tend to go to the London Film and Comic Convention. Okay. And we, we've done this for quite a few years on the trot now. Uh, and and we spend literally only a couple of hours looking around it, and, and everybody's in the pub by midday. And, um, <laughs> that sounds good. Until until my last train, which is kind of like nine or past nine. So yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, good yeah. day. It's always been a good turnout. Uh, some people are religiously there year in year out. Some people can't make it, but you'll see new faces, and then next year that will change. It's really good. And yeah, it, it, we go to the same pub, and we literally take over the front of the pub and we almost sit in a big huddle and it's great drinking beer and and talking to like-minded people because absolutely once a year treat and it's such a laugh it really is oh i might have to join in on that one next time you've got you've got to come and meet the guys and 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 it's my way of saying thank you to my regulars because i don't have a physical shop and right um it's an ongoing joke that i've always got to get the first round in and and obviously when you've got 20 <laughs> blokes there that, that's an expensive round you know um, you could buy a hot toy for that yeah yeah that's it but it's, it's the least i can do because it's the only way i can show my support you know oh brilliant that sounds right. Actually, I'm up for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come along to the next one of those. We've, um, you, yeah, we've been talking. Get, you don't get a pint, though, Dan. You haven't ordered off me. I have. I'm waiting <laughs> for my, I'm waiting for my Boba Fett and well, my double Boba Fett pack. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that back. I'll so I'm. Well. Yeah, you have. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so don't forget Brilliant. me. No, I forgot that. No. So where's the um? So in terms of so you don't have a physical shop, you don't do anything physical at any toy shows or anything like that. Then it's all it's all done through the website, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 shows, unless you go to the major ones, they, they've mm. died out since eBay and Facebook Marketplace yeah. and all that. So it's really sad. The local ones I used to carry on and support, um, and they just got less and less, and it's a lot of work for for nothing, no return. Yeah. And weirdly, people go to shows. And they expect things half price, I think. <laughs> yeah, looking for a bargain. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, no, that's not what it's all about. I've got a pitch to pay for. Uh, I've never yeah. I, I, I've never done one at Comic-Con. I know, obviously, fellow traders that do. I know ones mm. that go there religiously. Comic-Con for me is exactly what I just told you. Quick walk round. Say hello mm. to a few dealers that I haven't spoke to for a while. And then get down the pub with my friends and my clients and, and have a mm. good old good old chin wagon and a few beers no it's always definitely you know it, just the networking element of that is is priceless isn't it in terms of talking to people as well and finding out what's what and what's going on and i don't know what your 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 vintage you know your vintage collectors are like um you know some communities could be very geeky and very um you know it's we're we're, we're we're just lads. Yeah, you know? it's the same, mate. Exactly. <laughs> We're just lads. We like to go and have a beer and and, and 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 yeah, just have a good time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. We did them um, the Saturday night in Fording Bridge. It's beers, beers and a curry, and then yeah, going to the toy show have a hangover the next day. So we yeah. normally have, a, have make a weekend out of it. So yeah, sounds like like-minded people. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So when the um. I was going to say with 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 the uh, with the hot toys and and your and your online shop. Where where can people find that? And where can they find you online and buy yeah. from you? <laughs> yeah, hard own cash from you. Oh yeah, please do come come and have a look around. Look, we we know the culture with hot toys. Um, they're not. It's not a type of product that you can just generally log on and uh, with what you want to buy and find it and check out. It doesn't work like that. You you've really got to pre-order. It's the safest way. The website www.thegoodtherbadandtherobots.co.uk. I'm very active on Instagram. Just basically tap the name into Google uh, and you'll find it without all the underscores. And uh, yeah, Facebook. I'm not so not so regular updating. I do have a business chat page, which is the Good, the Bad, and the Robots chat. 
and that's just kind of like a, a segregated group uh, but anybody's welcome to join and that's where i post my announcements whether it's uh, pre-orders or release dates but yeah just 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 pm me uh, you'll find me in most of the groups if you've got any questions um i, I do i do have a number but I can't give it out right now because I'm literally on the verge of changing it. So it would be uh, pretty useless. The, the company's going for a rebrand. So the logo's going to change. I've got a new number, new email address. And yeah, that's an exclusive for you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to change the world. <laughs> so just, I, I suppose, for the benefits of, of, of the listeners. So you do you do payment plans and all that good stuff as well and deposits on pre-orders and... Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. Deposits and then balance on on release. You can do an automatic pay in four over four months, I believe it is, with PayPal. Anything more specific than that, we we have to tailor make and set up. So mm-hmm. I can do recurring car payments, or I can invoice you uh, for balances, and and you can partially pay as and when you want. It's all very flexible. The only thing I ever ask my clients is to please have the bill settled around a week after i've announced it's um it's coming i can't wait for my boba fett oh, pack yeah i look I forward to the email <laughs> so many pictures of it already you know this is the strides of being a uk seller i'm never going to be as quick as hong kong um mm. it's it's where they come from it's where they ship from i'm bringing in consignments the the, the hong kong sellers are selling out individuals i'm never going to compete with it but on the flip side you know what you're paying with me. You're never going to get charged anymore. Okay. There are a lot of people that get this through without any customs fees, but that is getting tighter. That is getting tighter. The borders have changed the way they operate. They're plowing more money into border force. I'm not trying to give you a history, you know, a history lesson here, but, but you know, collectors do have to be aware that imports are going to come in thick and fast, but, I'm not the slowest either. I'm, I'm one of the quickest, definitely in the UK alone, and I'm definitely quicker than Sideshow in a lot of instances. Yeah, I mean, we've. Um, I think a few of us have been trying out different methods. You know, I think Sideshow is the default for a lot of collectors when they start out. I might, I might be wrong there, doing a bit of service, but that was certainly the path I was pointed down to begin with. And then the the sixty, seventy pound custom fee started rolling in i started looking at other options and um (laughs) we started with hong kong i I got away with it with my first one but um stuart he's he's just been stung on his his shore trooper and mine's about the land so i'll be interested to see whether i get get stuck on that so you (laughs) people get you you might have a few more customers coming your way yeah yeah the the dreaded import fees no we've got to pay i've got to pay them I've got to yeah. pay them for my goods coming in. I yeah, can't yeah. mark my cases of 6, 12, 18, 24, 30. I can't mark them as gift. <laughs> you need to go, you need, you need to go, you need to go and find a few more um, job lots of 70, uh, 70 Star Wars action figures. That will, that will, that will, that will balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, we've all got to pay it, but, um, you know, um, I just just factor that into my price, and and my price is always what you see. People say, oh yeah, but sideshow rewards outweigh the import fees, but no, it doesn't. I'm afraid it just doesn't. You do get reward points, yes, but at sixty, seventy quid extra figure, no way is that value. You know, sorry, I'm st- I'm not stating sideshow; they're just doing what they have to do. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's true though, isn't it? If you imagine, if you're in America, it's a great way to order them, right? But totally you know, on this on our little island, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a way up the options. It doesn't really make sense for it to get shipped all the way out to uh, from Hong Kong to the US and then back to the UK. It's got to be a it's got to be a cheaper way, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's the business. Um, and uh, yeah, my, my only other advice is pre-order quickly because. They do tend to sell out quite fast. Since um, with COVID and everything else that's gone on the last couple of years, is, is, is the have you seen a, an increase in, in activity? It, yeah, it definitely went nuts during it, during mm. the lockdown, because all of a sudden people had a lot more income. Um, not not more income, but more expendable income. Yeah. Um, and uh, nothing to spend it on, and, but you could still get stuff in the post. And God, <laughs> I just couldn't get stuff. I can get all the stuff quick enough. You know, it was a nightmare. And um, it's kind of leveled out again, I think. I think, okay. you know, 
we picked up a few more collectors. I noticed a lot of people now kind of upgrading from Black's, Black Series to, to, to one Sith. It's quite a step, isn't it? Mm. But, uh, you know, if you look at you can go and buy, what, 20 Hot Toys, or sorry, 20 Hot Toys, 20 Black Series, and then or one Black or one Hot Toy. Yeah. So you've got, to, you've got to weigh some of that up a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never go off one six scale. Um, it's, it's in, me, it's in my blood now. So Lee, I think we could, we could carry on talking all night, but I, you know, we're gonna have, to, we're, gonna, we're gonna wrap this up now. So it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, yes. But before we, before we go, just I suppose a couple of questions. What, what is your, your favourite hot toy to date, and what's the one hot toy you'd wish they'd make? Oh wow! Oh, you said there was going to be no surprises, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite what? If I was to find your lockup with all your full collection of every single hot toy ever made, I said I'm taking them. Which one would you want me to leave behind? Oh my word! Um, Do do, do you know it's hard enough just to think of my favourite Star Wars one, let alone any. Well, let's let's stick with Star Wars then. (laughs) Okay. If you put a gun to my head and I had to make a snap decision, I'm gonna have to go with. Han Solo in Stormtrooper Disguise. That is a nice one. A good choice. If I had the choice, I would say the pair, because I love the Luke as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 but yeah, Han's yeah. got the edge. Um, I think he is my pride and joy. Uh, yeah. So Hot Toys favourite, that one. Um, weirdly, there's a pattern here. Uh, which one do I want them to make? Best Spin Han. I think me, <laughs> you and me, you and Mark need to start a petition. <laughs> they've got to do it right i've got my lando now i've got my boba fett from empire i've got leia hoff snow trooper i just need a need a and i've even got the vader from empire as well so i just need a a a hand besbin to set it all off but but yeah you know what it's like dan there's so many moff tarkin's another favorite really is so i won't go on but yeah there's so many to choose from brilliant brilliant so thanks thanks so much for coming on lee it's been an absolute pleasure and hopefully we can come on again and and talk some more hot toys at some point i'd love to come again thanks for having me as a guest dan and and yeah thank thank you Uh, and i look forward to the next time take take care brilliant cheers lee cheers now cheers bye bye